Hi, pros. Lou Santini here, host of Amateur Nation. My dry bar comedy special, Amateur Nation, is now available. And you can get a free month subscription to dry bar comedy just for being a listener of this podcast. And just like this show, if you're allergic to a lack of common sense in today's world and you like your comedy delivered with uncompromising tell-it-like-it-is bite, then check out my half-hour comedy special, Amateur Nation, for free. Go to drybarcomedy.com slash Lou S and use promo code Lou Santini, L-O-U-S-A-N-T-I-N-I, and you'll get a free month of clean comedy. That will probably still offend Amateur Nation. Drybarcomedy.com slash Lou S and promo code Lou Santini. This is my way of saying thank you to the pros who listen to this show every week. Amateur Nation is not just a podcast, it's a movement. Warning, the podcast you are about to hear is often based on true events and people. It chronicles the dialogue and actions of random, anonymous, obnoxious, self-entitled, unintelligent, self-centered idiots, attention whores, ignoramuses, dolts, clods, nimrods, douches, weirdos, drama queens, overly sensitive crybabies, and people who think they are better, more important, and special than the rest of us. In one word... Amateurs. Amateur Nation with Lou Santini. We call attention to and call out the amateurs, the people who are doing life wrong, the speed bumps of life, the people that are in your way every day, the unintelligent, obnoxious, attention whoring, self entitled drama queen victim types who chip away at the moments of your life due to no self awareness, common sense, manners, or social skills, and are disturbing the flow of the pros. Hi, Mom. Oh, hey, Lou. Amateur Nation, it's not just a podcast, it's a movement. It's a fucking amateur hour, man. I don't know about an hour, but, you know, each of these episodes vary in length. But anyway, this is episode 219. This podcast identifies as non-binary. Fans first, as always, shout out to Benji Nathan Law 1965 listening to the show on SoundCloud. And here is your post of the week by Noah Ring. It's very simple. Socialism is much more about hating the rich than helping the poor. You know, I'm still amazed at the people who are loyal to President Coloring Book and this administration. They actually think that if I stay the course, I'm going to win some kind of prize, be it money or lower taxes or free stuff or free services. They're still too short-sighted to see the big picture, the long game that results in communism, slavery, poverty, totalitarianism, and loss of everyday freedoms. But they still have their emotions, so it must be right. Here's what's happening in Amateur Nation. Perhaps you had better start from the beginning. Topic number one. SVB plus BLM equals DOA. Here's your headline from Fox Business. Silicon Valley Bank donated millions to Black Lives Matter-related groups, social justice causes, records show. Still glad you put your cute little black box on your Facebook page, Amateur Nation? Here's the article. Silicon Valley Bank, which collapsed after a classic bank run, donated more than $73 million to groups related to the Black Lives Matter movement. Online records show. Okay, first question. Why isn't there a law that financial institutions cannot contribute to any cause of any kind that is a non-brick-and-mortar type group? Answer, because communism and George Soros. $83 billion has been contributed to BLM by corporations, and you can bet your ass there are no savings passed on to the customer. 
So, big corporations, the ones that got to operate during the shutdowns, that is, not the small independent mom-and-pop shops, gave to a criminal, communist, terrorist organization in the name of social justice and inclusion, and the real reason, misplaced guilt. Then funded terrorists to destroy American small business. Then raised their prices since they gave so much to a criminal cause. And it's bad for black people, too. Not one penny helped black people get jobs, education, improve living conditions, while those at the top of BLM bought mansions. If you're black, and not even poor, you should feel betrayed and pissed at BLM. Not the rest of the world. You might say, well, the bank invests in things when I put my money in there, so... What's the big deal? Yes, they invest in something tangible. No financial institution should have a vested interest in any type of cause. What's the return on investment, ROI, with BLM? Answer, power and influence. Again, $83 billion received from corporations And man, has the lives of black America improved since then. Chicago, Detroit, Baltimore, utopia. Wait a minute, you're being sarcastic. The article continues, SVB pledged in the summer of 2020 when the nation was gripped by racial unrest after the police custody death of George Floyd to increase its commitment to diversity, equipment, and inclusion in the workplace. How about pledging to protect the money of its customers? Is that not a bank's number one priority? Answer, not anymore. The article says a report from August 2020 highlighted the fact that around two-thirds of the bank's workforce met the diversity criteria. Another report that year touted SVB's achievements in supporting minorities. In an introductory letter to the report, CEO Greg Becker said SVB touted employee matching programs that focused on pandemic response social justice, sustainability, and supporting women, black and Latinx emerging talent, and other underrepresented groups. Representative James Comer, uh, a Republican in Kentucky, argued that Silicon Valley Bank was one of the most woke banks in its quest for the ESG-type policy and investing. ESG standing for environmental, social, and governance, referring to non-financial standards non-financial standards used by asset managers and investors in financial decision-making. He said this could be a trend and there are consequences for bad Democrat policy. Per one of my favorite accounts on Instagram, Unusual Whales, they said economists said that they found 186 banks that may be prone to similar risks such as Silicon Valley Bank. So banks are now just throwing money at environmental, social, and governance issues. Just because, right? Of course not. It's due to influence by the likes of George Soros, China, and corrupt politicians in bed with both of the uh, the preceding in this administration. No sane banker with a financial background would invest in something that has literally no tangible financial basis for a solid ROI. You're investing in ideas, ideals, and good intentions. Try this. Try this. Here's a little experiment for you. Find a minority. And the key here is any minority, not someone you know, and don't just go by their race. Find a black or Latinx non-binary trans amputee and loan they some money. A thousand bucks. 
and do it simply because they are a black, gay, trans amputee. Don't ask what they do for a living, what they plan on doing with the money. Don't do a credit and background check. Don't analyze their work ethic, financial responsibility, and track record, or their financial and business plan. Just give it to them. Just give it to them because of what they look like and or who they like to pork. Then check back with them in a couple years, sorry, days, to see how your money's doing. You're going to feel good because diversity. Congratulations, you're a banker for SVB. Go woke, go broke. And now this. Topic number two. Some headlines give me more pleasure than others. Here's one that, I'll admit, gave me a semi. From iPatriot.com, here's your headline. Electric car insurance policies soaring as industry discovers the newest major drawback to EVs. Here's the article. Car insurers are being forced to hike their insurance rates for electric cars because the industry is realizing that there is yet another major drawback to electric vehicles. The industry is discovering that they have a problem because EV battery packs cannot be repaired. Even a small amount of damage makes an EV battery useless. And since the battery packs are such a huge part of the cost of an EV, and many EVs can cost up to $20,000 to replace, insurers are being forced to junk entire cars even after slight damage. (laughs) The cost of so many EVs being junked has forced insurers to revisit their rate schedules and institute higher premiums. Matthew Avery, research director at automotive risk intelligence company Thatcham Research, said the goal of electric vehicles was sustainability, but the inability to be repaired is creating a new problem. He said, we're buying electric cars for sustainability reasons, but an EV isn't very sustainable if you've got to throw the battery away after a minor collision. No shit. The article continues saying that these battery packs can also cost tens of thousands of dollars, representing as much as 50% of an EV's price tag. This also makes replacing batteries uneconomical. These cars also pile up in scrapyards, usually with low mileage, exacerbating the problem. According to news agency Reuters, EV salvage sales in the U.S. and Europe includes low-mileage Teslas, Nissan Motor Company, Hyundai Motor Company, Stellantis, BMW, Renault, and others. And the article concludes, unless EV batteries are more easily repairable, the pileups will increase, and so too will premiums, experts predict. So, for not the last time, here are the pros and cons of owning An electric vehicle. Let's start with a con. The batteries are mined in communist China and much of the hostile Middle East made from rare earth minerals mined usually by slaves, often children. This should be the end of the list, right? Pro. They don't make any noise. Con. They don't make any noise so pedestrians are getting clipped at intersections and crosswalks and in parking lots. Pro. You can save money on gas. Con. The average price of an EV is $56,000, so you'd have to drive one nearly 20 years to get the gas payoff, and that's assuming your car is in tip-top shape and hasn't been deemed obsolete by then. Not to mention, gas-powered cars since the 1970s are 91% more fuel-efficient than they were back then, with much less pollutants. Pro. They have instant torque, and they can just jump off the starting line. 
Con. So you want to drive with jackrabbit starts at the red light now? Okay, great. Well, that's greater battery depletion, Doc Brown. And I thought it was all about safety. I've seen electric cars race gas-powered cars at NHRA events. The Tesla has the advantage for about, oh, the first 60 feet. Then it's in the rearview mirror of the gas-powered car. Pro. Well, there's less dependence on foreign oil. Con. Uh, what do you think powers the plants that make the parts and the batteries for your EV? Coal, oil, mostly made in China, where they have factories being made about every two to three weeks so they can run the table. Not to mention, under the real President Trump, America was energy independent. Pro, well, there's less pollution. Con, except for the part where the earth is annihilated when strip mining obliterates nature to get the rare earth minerals and factories belching smoke to make your car. Oh, and don't forget the charging stations made out of plastic and metal formed and manufactured by oil and coal plants. Pro. Well, it's the latest techie thing, so I need it. Con. Yeah, and that latest techie thing, just like your phone, for example, will track you, trace you, and leave you for dead at the whim of the communist government that makes them if you're not a good little citizen. Not to mention even rechargeable batteries die for good at some point. And if you heard the previous topic, they ain't cheap to replace. Here's a sentence no one has ever said, nor will say. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the minerals to come in for my battery replacement. Face it, EV owners. You got conned. Enjoy your little soulless transport box. And good luck selling it when the battery is damaged even a little bit. How dare you? I'll go jump off your yacht, Rain Man. Some sizes of no amateurs tees are either out of stock or pretty damn close, so go to lusantini.com slash shop to snag yours for half off. Sneak Peek Thursdays happen on my YouTube channel. It's at Lou Santini. It's also the name of my getter profile, at Lou Santini. And on Truth Social, at Lou Santini 3. And don't forget to send this short text to someone. You gotta listen to Amateur Nation. Or copy and paste this episode link. Topic number three is next. There's been an odd shift in human behavior over the last 15 plus years. A sense of entitlement. A constant need for attention. Ironically coupled with the need to be left alone. A desire to be treated the same as everyone else. Stupidly combined with the mindset of, I'm special, so treat me accordingly. Introducing the book, Amateur Nation. The Decline of Common Sense, Manners, and Social Skills. The second edition. Inside, you'll read The Amateur Mission Statement. The 30 Truths About Amateurs. The Four Stages of Being an Amateur. Amateur habitats and history. Social media plus me, me, me equals amateur. Technology and amateur behavior. With dozens of real funny photos, weird signs, and laugh out loud real life accounts and actual conversations vividly showing how us pros are surrounded by amateur nation every day. Download the expanded second edition of the ebook Amateur Nation, The Decline of Common Sense Manners and Social Skills. The second expanded edition, available now. Be a pro. Go to Amazon. Type Amateur Nation. Hey pro Lou Santini here. They're running out and half off. No amateurs, men's and women's t-shirts. Normally $22.95, now just $11.48. The men's tees are a soft, high-quality, pre-shrunk cotton poly blend in sport royal blue. Displaying the No Amateurs logo with the waving American flag set at the top. The women's tees are a lightweight, super soft, high-quality, pre-shrunk cotton poly blend in royal blue. And are fitted. Displaying the No Amateurs logo with the waving American flag. T-shirts just $11.48. Please add six 
$6.95 for shipping and handling for all orders inside the U.S. Spend 50 bucks or more and your shipping is free. Available at lucianttd.com slash shop. Be a pro. Say no to amateurs and order your half-off No Amateurs t-shirt today. Topic number three. Hit me! Ladies and gentlemen, the most high-maintenance amateur of all time to date. No, hell, it ain't gonna be good. Oh, I disagree. Listen to how special this woman is. When you say she, are you talking about a woman? Now you decide. Anyone want to guess her name? Or what kind of name she has? If you guessed a unisex name, give yourself a high five. It's Cody. Short hair on one side, long hair on the other. And I'm willing to bet Cody is not her birth name, but rather the one she felt like. All right, play the high-maintenance clip, please. Go ahead. I'm Cody. Pronouns E-M-R-R-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z
So I looked this one up too, and this time I just went to the Urban Dictionary to get a real answer. It said, gray demi-bisexual is a word used by crazy white bitches who want to fit into the gay community. She says, I'm a survivor of acute and complex trauma. She's got them both, fellas. Line up. And, of course, she's a cat parent. A, what kind of pet you own is irrelevant to your sexual identity. You might be a cat lover or prefer cats to dogs, but this is not your sexual identity. B, nor is it even worthy of mentioning in terms of your sexuality. And C, if this even makes the list in describing who you are, you are horribly boring. And finally, she says she is in mental health recovery. It's not working. I don't know what the heck's going on here, but someone needs to get their asses kicked. Attention, amateur nation. If you're confused about your identity, it's on your driver's license. This woman doesn't fit in anywhere, so this list helps her fit in everywhere. Although in reality, she's a complete misfit. Here's a sidebar, by the way, that fits this topic from Charlie Kirk. If you're 18 and think you're the opposite sex, you have a mental illness. If you're 8 and think you're the opposite sex, your mother has a mental illness. I give this whole sexual identity stuff a lot of thought. For those who dismissively say, you want to identify as something different than who you are, then more power to you. What's the big deal? The big deal is reality. Standards. And this isn't an isolated case where your weird neighbor of 60 years thinks he's an elk. This is a generation of people who live in their own reality, fed by social media that it's okay simply because they see a lot of the same delusion and thus repetition is reality. And what's more, life and the lives of pronation are expected to adjust, comply, and celebrate it. Not going to happen. Okay, so in an effort to keep an open mind, I thought about my identity. I thought I was just male, plain old boring male, but using the template that Cody did, I wrote my own little amateur bio complete with a unisex name change. Hi, I'm Burl, spelled with an I. Get it? My pronouns are... I am an off-white eggshell, mostly masculine, but sometimes I cry at movies. Straight, chronically aggravated by attention-seeking amateurs, nearsighted, situationally dependent OCD. In the sense, I'd like my bath towels folded a certain way on the rack. Cologne-sensitive, chronic sneezer, mushroom hater, monogamous. Unless you're a slut, then all bets are off. Old-school romantic, survivor of daily dealings with amateurs like Cody. Gen Xer, and occasionally a bird feeder when I want to get rid of the ends of a loaf of bread. And you're a man. Yeah, you better applaud. Matching that took me forever. It's time to eat off the a la carte menu. These are great. Here we go. Looks like the new normal is now the old stupid. I was on Facebook recently, and someone had posted something sarcastic toward the climate change alarmists. And, of course, the Facebook Nazis had to put that warning that read, See how the average temperature in your area is changing. Explore climate science info. So for the first time out of curiosity, I clicked on it. Did you know, in my home state of Ohio, the annual average temperature has increased since 1950? Yes! It's gone from just above 50 degrees to, wait for it, 
A little more than 54 degrees. I am suffocating. 73 years to climb four degrees. At this rate, by the year 2388, and that's right around the corner, it'll be 70 degrees average temperature in Ohio. Oh, did I not mention that the average temperature dropped below 50 degrees six times during that span? But I should still panic, eat bugs, go windmill powered, and stop being so racist, which is the cause of all this anyway. Science, you crazy bitch. <laughs> yeah. 1.6 billion disposable masks got into the ocean in 2020 and will take 450 years to biodegrade. Don't worry, the turtles will eat them. They go great with plastic straws. Uganda passed a bill imposing the death penalty for homosexuality. Yeah, and America is intolerant. Take note, amateur nation. Hey, remember all those millions of people who died during the super spreader events? Like the Super Bowl. Yeah, me neither. Funny how the second Biden's banking records get subpoenaed and it's discovered over $3 million has been paid to the Biden crime family by China, two months after he's no longer vice president under Barack Okami, they arrest the guy who isn't even in office for a non-crime. Keep poking the bear, amateur nation. Smell that? Yeah, that's the smell of desperation. And finally, where are all the unwanted male pregnancies? Why aren't men asking for abortions? Yeah, I'm being ridiculous. Well, after those three topics, we need some things that are done right in this world. That's why we always end this show on a positive note with three pro things. Three things that are done right. Number one. Oh, I love the fact that I'm I'm doing NHRA news again because drag racing is back, folks. And pro stock motorcycle driver Gage Herrera is number one on this list. He was picked up to join the legendary Vance and Hines pro stock motorcycle racing team. And in one day, on opening day, his first day in an NHRA-sanctioned event racing for Vance and Hines in pro stock motorcycle... He almost broke the national speed record during qualifying, set the Gainesville track record, and he won his first NHRA event to kick off the season in Gainesville, Florida. That is a good day at the office. Keep an eye on him, Gage Herrera. Number two. Man, Amateur Nation hates hearing the truth. The second they hear something factual and truthful, let the interruption and or name calling begin. Listen to Kevin O'Leary, also known as Mr. Wonderful from the TV show Shark Tank, speaking on panel on CNN about investing in America. Play the clip, please. I don't put companies here in New York anymore or in Massachusetts or in New Jersey or in California. Those states are uninvestable. The policy here is insane. The taxes are too high. Uninvestable. Some pushback from our our elected officials in New York on that. I was going to say Kathy Hochul. Yeah. I'll debate them any time of the day you want. Uh, We would love to set that up. She's great at killing jobs. She kills jobs by the thousands. You know, another New Jersey problem. Where did Amazon take their jobs? They took them away from her. She threatened to sue them if they created jobs. I mean, this is a reality. This is a reality that... The There's a little more to it, but let's not relitigate well, that. Well, you know, sorry. I'm just telling the truth. He's, he's saying what a lot of people are saying, especially what happened with that Amazon thing here in New York. Can't say it any better. Number three. I have to end on a laugh, and I hate not crediting a source, but someone sent this to me 
with no attached source. But here we go. <laughs> I love this. Boomers. I can't believe I wore bell bottoms. Gen Xers. Me. I can't believe I wore my hair like that. Millennials. I can't believe I was goth slash emo. Gen Z. Present day. I can't believe I cut my dick off. Subscribe to at Lou Santini on YouTube or Lou Santini Entertainment on Facebook. Get your ab workout laughing at my Dry Bar Comedy special, Amateur Nation. Just go to drybarcomedy.com slash L-O-U-S. No amateurs tea for you. If you send me something I can use on the show, you can email me anytime, lou at lousantini.com. Amateur Nation is not just a podcast. It's a movement. Remember, amateurs, we see you. You're not at home. Don't do life wrong. Go pro. Don't be an amateur. For Amateur Nation, I'm Lou Santini, and this has been a big major production. White, transmasculine, femme, non-binary, temporarily, mostly able-bodied, neurodivergent, obsessive, compulsive, chronically ill, culturally Jewish, Unitarian, Universalist, non-monogamous, demi-low-romantic, gray, demi-bisexual, survivor of acute and complex trauma, millennial, and cat.